5. And I want to read uh, several verses here from 2 Kings chapter 5. Gracious God, we thank you for being in this place. We want you to have your way. Speak to the hearts and minds of your people. Somebody needs you, Lord. I admit I'm chiefest among them. Have your way in this place and uh, touch the one in need. You are drawn to human need. And Father, I thank you that when we have the faith, you can do something favorable in our lives. And so now give us listening ears that we may hear in this hour what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And that in hearing somebody would believe the report of scripture, that somebody would apply this word of God and go out and see the fruit of it, that we might be witnesses for you in the earth, making disciples, causing Christ to be known in the world. Thank you, Lord, for every assignment in this house. Thank you that you are not through with us yet. Thank you for the great things that you have prepared for them who trust you. And I thank you for helping us uh, to be aware of our true sense of duty so that in this hour we can be about your business and that nothing else will take our focus. Have your way now and we'll give your name praise, honor, and glory. In the matchless name of Jesus we pray. All of God's people said amen. Second Kings chapter 5 beginning at verse 1 said now Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, would God my Lord were with the prophet in, that is in Samaria. For he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus saith, uh, thus saith the maid that is of the land of Israel, and the king of, uh, king of Syria said, Go, or go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. 
And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest uh, recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth sin unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how that he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman and Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a message unto him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth. He was angry. He went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Then he asked a question, Are not the Abana and the far part rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And his servant came near, his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith, go wash and be clean. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. And he returned to the man of God. He and all his company and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a, bless, take a blessing of thy servant. We thank God for the reading of his word. I want to just uh, lift this text up this morning and I just want to use these words. God's got a plan to prosper you. I said God's got a plan to prosper you. Come on, say God has a plan to prosper me. I really want to, and the spirit of the Lord, deal with this this morning because God really does have a plan to prosper the lives of his people. 
As a matter of fact, there is no real prosperity outside of the will of God. Uh, to prosper is to cause to succeed. Uh, it is in the Hebrew thought an ongoing state of success that touches every area of your life. How many of you understand that biblical prosperity is a holistic prosperity? That God really wants to prosper your life by bringing you into alignment with his will God wants to help you to succeed in the purpose that he has laid out for your life he wants to cause you to thrive to gain to, to, to move in a favorable direction now you hear me saying this because God wants to give you your best life in him as a matter of fact you will never live your best life without the Lord Oh, come on here, everybody talking about living my best life, living my best life. You can't do that without the Lord. Hallelujah. At best, you can make a mess. But let me tell you something. When you allow the Lord to lead your way, he can work wonders in your life. I love it because God wants to help you. God wants to help you to succeed, to gain. Amen. God wants to help you to move forward in his will for your life. And, and this is what I want you to get because sometimes we miss what prosperity is. Amen. Praise God. We get so caught up in the material. We don't understand that godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh, come on here. That, that, that I prosper because I have God in in my life. See, see, true prosperity is being aligned with God's purpose for your life. Yeah, real success is thriving in God's will concerning us. What is the will of God concerning me? And I begin to prosper when I bring my life in alignment with what the Lord has for me. Yeah, God wants to prosper your life and he's got a plan to get it done. I want you to know he wants to help you uh, to go beyond your own expectation. He wants to move you beyond what you can accomplish on your own. God wants to prosper your life and he has a plan to get it done. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that more abundantly. See, the God can kind of life is the zoe life it is a life to the full it is a life that overflows come on here god says i want to give you abundant life not an awful life an abundant life come on here he said i've come to give you life yeah, God wants you to go all out for him and he's got a plan to show you how to get it done. I need you to hear me in the spirit of God, in the spirit of God. Because see, in this hour, you've got to know that you have not been anointed to be average. I continue to tell y'all that you don't need the oil of God to be average. Come on here. You can do that by yourself. Come on here. The anointing of God is to help you to be far better than average average come on here the anointing of God is to help you to be able to accomplish awesome things in his will 
So here we are today looking at the text here that God wants to prosper your life. See, see, God knows how to get you where you need to be. How many of you really believe that by the Spirit of God that God knows how to get you where you need to be? God knows how to prosper your life in every place from the low place to the large place. God got a plan to prosper your life from an aggravating place to an awesome place God's got a plan to prosper your life from the hard place to a hill place God has a plan to prosper your life somebody give him praise right there as it relates to God God's got a plan now, now I love this because God really does have a plan God has a divine strategy God has a, a perfect plan. I need you to hear this by the spirit of God. God has a perfect plan to prosper your life. This is what I love about God. When we talk, talk about the plan of God, we are not just talking about a poor plan. We're talking about a perfect plan. We're talking about a custom made plan. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I said God has a custom made plan to prosper your life. Come on here, everybody in here. God has a specific plan to prosper prosper your life. I need somebody to grab it right there. God's got a plan that is specific to you. God's got a plan that is tailor-made for you to prosper your life, to bring you into the place that he has ordained for you. God has a plan to prosper your life. God's got a perfect plan, a well-designed plan, a custom plan to prosper your life and see this is something here because God holds the blueprint that allows our lives to receive his maximum blessing. Come on here. How many of you understand that? That God holds the blueprint for you to receive maximum blessings. So, so God has a plan. He has a strategy. Come on, God is not frivolous. God is not haphazard. I need the people of God to get the. He really does have a plan. I said, God is not frivolous, nor is he haphazard in his dealings towards his people. God has a plan, baby. God is not off the cuff. God has a plan. God is not indecisive. God has a plan. God is not second guessing himself concerning you. God has a preordained plan to prosper your life. He's got a plan to heal you, a plan to deliver you, a plan to transform you, a plan to promote you. Y'all ain't saying nothing here, but I need about 10 that says God has a plan to prosper my life and I'm going to get with it and I'm going to walk in it and I'm going to obey it and I'm going to understand it. God has a plan <coughs> to prosper my life no, no matter where you need it God has a plan to prosper you God is about a holistic prosperity there's no area you're going through that God can't make it better for you God I feel the Holy Ghost God has a plan to prosper your life 
All you got to do is get with it. And lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and watch the Lord direct your path. God has a plan to prosper your life. God got a plan, I'm telling you, to touch you in the areas that you needed the most. God's got a plan to bring you to your full healing. God's got a plan to help you to experience your full deliverance. God's got a plan to help your house get here to help your children get free to help your daughter get loose to help your grandchildren break free God's got a plan to prosper your life wherever you need it God's got a plan in the face of life's problems God's got a plan in the midst of life's pressures God's got a plan God's got a plan to prosper your life lift your hands Open your mouth and give your God a shout right there. Do I have any believers in the virtual sanctuary, in the physical sanctuary, who says God has a plan to prosper my life? If you believe it, somebody put a praise on it right there. That's why I'm going to stick with the plan. Follow the plan. Walk in the plan because God has the plan to prosper my life. Custom fit, tailor made. God's not getting ready to put somebody else's plan on you. Everybody that God has allowed to come into, amen, his kingdom, you have come in with the preordained plan. God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. See, see, this is it here. Sometimes we're so busy looking across the field at what God is working out in somebody else that we fail to realize God's got a plan for our own lives. He's got a tailor-made plan. He's got a custom-made plan. He's got a, a design plan for your whole life. Lift your hands right there and accept it in the Holy Ghost that God has a plan for my life. I dare you to put a praise on it. Come on here. It doesn't matter who don't like it. God's got a plan to prosper your life. What are the areas that you need God to increase? Do you need it in your health? Do you need it in your mind? Is there a part of your life where you say, God, I need you to just come in and do something for me. Come on here. How many of you understand that God is a willing father? He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to bless you. Come on here. Don't let nobody tell you that God does not want to bless you. If your earthly father, come on here, an earthly father can bless his children, then tell me why. Our heavenly father can The devil is a liar God has not saved you To be mean to you God 
God has saved you. He wants to be good to you. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. Help you to achieve your full potential. Help you to walk out your God-ordained purpose. To help you to be able to fulfill your God-ordained destiny. Lift your head. Open your mouth. And put a praise on it right there. The devil don't want to preach this morning. But I'm here by the authority of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on here. To tell the people of God. That God's got a plan. For your life. A perfect plan. A holy plan. Somebody give him praise. Right there. It may be your children. But he's got a plan. To bring in your daughter. He's got a plan. To touch your son. He's got a plan to set free your seed. He's got a plan to heal your body. He's got a plan to recover your mind. He's got a plan to restore your emotional health. He's got a plan to heal your mental health. God's got a plan for your life. If you believe it, if you receive it, I dare you to put a praise for the plan, for the plan, for the plan. Somebody give him praise for the plan. Custom made, tailor made, custom fit, tailor made for my life. I ain't trying to work your plan. God work your plan for my life. Here it is in the text. Naaman, a great man. A powerful commander, a well-decorated general, a freedom fighter. There in Syria, considered a mighty man of valor, second in command to the king. He was a mighty man, a man that had the respect of his people because he had been able to accomplish great things. Look at this now, he's in Syria. He's not an Israelite. He's not a worshiper of the God of Israel. But, but the Bible says he is a honorable, he is a respectable man in his region. Everybody knows Naaman. He's a man's man. All the brothers wanna hang out with him. Ladies smile at him. He is Naaman. Got everything going for him. Naaman the man. 
this is something here because even though the text says that he is a mighty man of valor, I want to remind you of something here. And this is number one. All of us are recipients of the grace of God. This is something here. Here, Naaman is a mighty man of valor. And I want you to get this here. Number one, all of us are recipients of the grace of God. Now, now the text tells us that Naaman was a great man and we find out what the source of his greatness was in the text. Look here in Second in, in Kings chapter 5. It tells us that Naaman was a mighty man and I love it here because it says in 5 and 1 he was a great man with his master. He was honorable because the Lord had given him deliverance, had given deliverance unto Syria. Now, now that's something to me. That the Lord had given him victory. He was great because he had grace. See, success here in the text is attributed to the Lord. See, see, and this is what I'm telling you. All of us in here need the grace of God. And if you have done anything significant, it is by the grace of God. If you've accomplished anything great, it is because of God's grace. Whatever you accomplish, you've got to always make sure that you acknowledge the grace of God. Somebody praise him right there. If you ever walk in greatness, it's because God has been gracious. I want to correct us because this is what Paul says. I am what I am by the grace of God. See, see, I thank God for the many things that he's done in my life, but I'm most grateful for his grace. God's grace has allowed me to experience great things. Somebody give him praise right there. Walk in great places because of God's grace. God's grace has allowed me to accomplish some great things in this life. Is there anybody in here who's grateful for God's grace? Somebody give him praise. Whatever you've got good going for yourself. God's grace made it possible. Not your smarts. Not your human effort. Not your hard work. It was grace. Lift your hand and praise God for grace. I need about 10 of you in here that know you have received it to praise God for his grace. Somebody put a praise right there. Now, what blesses me about the text is that Naaman is not even an Israelite. He's not even a covenant son. But the text said God gave him victory. Now, now, now this is just for some of us because some of us act like we just started getting grace since we've been saved. But, but, but the 
truth is, come on here, that grace was working for you before you ever surrendered to God. You ought to think back on them times. Yeah, baby, that was grace. You didn't just walk out of that, hallelujah, by yourself. That was grace. When you should have been killed at night, when the devil should have got rid of you that day, that was the grace of God. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him honor. Somebody give him glory for his grace. Grace covered you. Come on here. When the enemy tried to kill you, somebody give him praise right there. I'm no stranger to God's grace. I've gotten more grace than I deserve. I've gotten shares of grace that have covered my life. Somebody praise him right there. But for the grace of God, we'd all be gone. Grace helped us even before we got right with God. Grace was with you when you wasn't even thinking about God. Somebody listening to me, you can testify. I have a long list of grace stories through many dangers, toils, and snares. I've already come towards grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home. My whole life is a grace case. Somebody praise him for the grace of God. I ain't even gonna play. My whole life is a product of God's grace. I'm grace by the hand of God. I'm blessed because God is benevolent. I'm still going because God been mighty good. My life has flourished because God has favored me. If they ask you, what about me? Tell them that's a great story. Oh, to be dead, a great story. God got me in the sanctuary, but I know I ought to be in the cemetery. I'm a great story. Do I have anybody here that lift your hand, open your mouth, and thank God for his grace? Anybody know your name should have been in the obituaries, but grace held you up. Lift your head, open your mouth. What about the night? You should have been killed. What about the day? You should have been destroyed. What about the time that you should have been taken out? What about the situation that should have taken your mind? Baby, I want to tell you, it was grace. It was grace. It was grace. I need about 25 that are holler. I'm a grace case. You're looking at a grace story. Somebody praising. Grace covered me when the devil tried to kill me. Somebody praising. Somebody thinking it was God. Grace. If you got anything going for yourself, grace had a major hand in it. 
give me just a little bit of volume here I said if you got anything that is going for you grace is responsible grace had a major hand in the miracle that you become inspired God's grace I need about 10 in here that know you really should be dead that you really shouldn't be here you really shouldn't be tuned in that lift your head and thank God for his grace he kept me when I was crazy he helped me when I didn't have sense enough to serve him when I was foolish he showed me favor somebody lift your voice God has a plan to prosper your life and grace makes it possible lift your head open your mouth and praise God for grace for grace for grace praise him for grace only reason you ain't snapped I just need about 10 of you that'll give God a praise because you a grace story I just need somebody that'll praise him because if you praise him God gonna do some more for you God gonna show up in a mighty way for you Somebody praise him for the grace that you've already received. Anybody in here grateful for grace? Grateful for grace. The money didn't keep me. It was the grace of God. The job didn't do it. It was the grace of God. Grace. Grace. God's grace. His grace is sufficient for me. Lift your hand and thank God for grace. Never get so big headed that you start thinking you brought yourself. That was grace. God has a plan to prosper you and it's made possible by grace. And I just need about 10 of y'all to just have a flashback before you even made it to the ark of safety. I just need about 10 of you that appraise him for the night you almost was gone away from here. That I thank him for the day that the devil almost took you out. Come on here. Almost. But God canceled the assignment. Lift your hands in here. Somebody praise God right there. I told you last week you ought to praise God because some things God didn't just block. He canceled it on your behalf. Lift your hands. Open your mouth and give God a shout of praise for his grace.
if you want to prosper according to God's plan you must recognize his grace come on and several of y'all have thought it back and had some flashback this morning you hadn't thought about it in a while but you say that was grace That night they started shooting and everybody was running. Bullets flying over your head. That day on the highway where the devil had planned to kill you. Come on here and what should have destroyed you, God allowed you to walk away from it. Come on here. That was great. What actually has killed some folk, God allowed you to walk away with scratches. The second thing here is that we must always recognize our need for the Lord if you want God's plan to unfold in your life you've got to recognize your need for him we never get so great in this life we don't need the Lord look at the text Naaman was a great man he was great in the eyes of the people he was honorable he was a mighty man in valor but look at number uh, verse 1 of, 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 of chapter 5 but he was a leper look at him now he he doing good but under that armor he got stuff going on he's polished up he's a man's man everybody wants to be naming he's the big man in town he's great but It's always that butt that catches us. <laughs> that as great as you are, everybody's got a butt. <laughs> but he was a leper. He had a dreadful disease. He had a death sentence. He had been labeled in his day as the walking dead. 
leprosy would start off as a small patch on the skin and then it would progress until the patch would become an ulcer and the ulcer would begin to progress until the flesh would literally decay on the human body and fingers would fall off and toes would fall off it would be a grueling death because leprosy was something for which there was no cure and look at this man he's great in military accolades he's got awards he's got all kinds of plaques on his wall he's got everything going good for him but he was a leper somebody praise him right there see Naaman was a leper though he was the great man in town though he was well regarded and widely respected he was a leper as great as Naaman was he still needed God and can I tell you he had some things going on that Naaman could not handle and I don't care how high we get there will be some things we just can't handle on our own somebody praise God right there come on here I don't care what you have accomplished with your hands there will be time that you need bigger hands than yours somebody praise God right there you gonna need heavenly hands don't fool yourself people need the Lord I said don't fool yourself people need the Lord God's got the plan to prosper your life this man was a leper he was at risk of being cast out of the city losing his reputation having folk walk away from him because there's no cure for what he's got going on I'm so glad that when men have no cure we can call on Christ our cure is in our Christ somebody give him praise right there when your back is against the wall God will step in and work a wonder Naaman had a high position but he needed God's awesome power can I tell you here Naaman was a great a great man in the earth but he still needed the power of God you can't get in a fix I'm telling you you can get in a fix that your finances can't buy you out of you can get in a battle somebody praising that what you have in the bank won't do you can face difficulties that your nice vehicle can't drive you out of you can face some attacks from the gates of hell that it don't matter how big your house is there are some things that money can't buy you out of there are some things that your car can't drive you out of some problems require the great provider some spots require Jehovah Rapha Jehovah Jireh somebody praising one thing that I'll never be ashamed to admit it's that I need the Lord I can make it without a whole lot I have made it without a whole lot but I cannot make it without the Lord and the higher he takes me the more I need him see some people get high and their head get big but I tell the Lord if you ain't there I don't want to go God told Moses he said Moses look here I'm gonna let you go 
into the promised land. He said, but Moses, because the people have become stiff-necked, I'm not going with you. You can have the milk. You can have the honey. But I'm not going. And Moses said to the Lord, I don't want it. If you're not in it, if your presence is not there, they can keep the milk. They can keep the honey. Because what makes life worth living is the presence of the Lord. Lift your head. Open your mouth. God has a plan to prosper your life. But you must first admit you need him in your life. When the storm rage, when the wind blow, you need somebody bigger than you are to hold your hand, to fight your battle. You need God on your side. When my father and my mother have forsaken me, then the Lord will take me up. Do I have a witness here that says God has a plan to prosper my life? And I admit I need thee every hour. I need thee without you. I am nothing without you I would fail without you my life would be drifting like a ship without a sail I need about 10 God need us in here I need about 10 God need us in here that ain't a shame to tell the world the Lord somebody put a praise right there so this is it if you want God's plan to unfold in your life never surrender your hope Come on, because that's what the devil is doing. He's hoping that when you get in a hard place, you'll surrender your hope. That, 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 that you'll start talking and saying, well, it's over for me. I guess I'll prepare for this and prepare for that. This is something because Naaman was a leper. And ain't nobody giving no vaccines for leprosy ain't no shot you get this you gone the record says but never lose hope as long as you got God you got hope knowing that God has a plan to prosper my life gives me hope Naaman is a leper he has what men would consider in his day a hopeless situation but 
Ain't God so good? The text says this, in the house of Naaman is a slave girl from Israel, a covenant girl. While he was doing his military expeditions, he raided Israel, and in his raid of Israel, she was one of the young ladies that was taken captive and brought back to his house, and now she works for Naaman's wife. She's a slave. And she knows Naaman's secret. She knows when he pulls off that armor, he cries. She knows he sticks out his chest in the community for people to see him. He nods as men admire him. But he goes home and he's defeated. She's the one that hears him in the room in agony. Come on here. He's, he's doing a whole lot before the people, but in secret, he's preparing his uh, obituary. But this is amazing here because this is grace at its best. God allows him to get mercy because there is a girl in the house who is connected to him. Don't you tell me you can't benefit from being connected to people that God favors. Naaman ain't got nothing going on with God but there's a girl in his house that knows the God of Israel and because she's in place because she's in the house let me tell you something here God says stop letting the devil tell you that the favor that's on your life can't help your whole house baby what God has put on you can help your daughter help your they might not be living right they may not be doing right but God said because I favor you. Because of what I got with you. Because I'm in covenant with you. They might be acting crazy. But I say wait a minute here. Come on here. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's such and such. No, no, no. That's Damien's son. No, no. Wait a minute here. Come on. That's Elaine's child. That's Laurie. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Come on. That's Elder Smith. That, that belonged to Bishop Slay. Come on here. Come on and see. When, when God knows your name and favors your name, he'll fight for your whole house. Your favor will bless everything connected to you. They ain't hitting on nothing but you got a covenant with God. Lord, anybody in here, God preserve your house. Hallelujah. You look and see God blessing your whole house and everybody in your house ain't even doing right. But God said, because I'm in covenant with you, I'll 
bless not only you I'll take care of your whole sea you better hear what I'm saying in the Holy Ghost here I want you to know praise God cause what's on you baby is covering your whole house there's a grace on you baby that's helping your seed lift your head and thank God for what he's doing in your whole house I dare you praise God even for the ones that ain't saved praise God for even for the ones that ain't committed praise God for even the ones living outside of God's will go ahead and praise him cause what you got with God go help your house until God bring them in until God pull them until God save your mama until God deliver your daddy until God touch your son until God does it Who in here got somebody that's connected to you? They ain't doing right. And they ain't saved and they ain't living for the Lord. But guess what? I dare you to just go ahead and praise him right there. Because God said, I put something on you until they can get to it. God said, I'll cover your house. Somebody praise him right there. Somebody's getting ready to be blessed from your example. Somebody's getting ready to be helped because God's hand is on you. Somebody better pray. Reason. They ain't doing right, but they got a praying mama. They ain't walking right, but they got a daddy that walks up right. They got it all together, but they got somebody connected to them who loves the Lord. And God said, I'll not only bless you, I'll let the blessing extend to what's connected to you. Come on, lift your hand and say, my covenant with God is blessing everything connected to me. My covenant with God is blessing my whole house. This girl says to him, look here. I hear you got a whole lot going on. I hear my master is not well. But I know a prophet in Israel. Come on here. Come on. Cause cause why why is the house being blessed? Because somebody in the house knows somebody. Come on here. Sometimes it ain't about all that you got, all you possess. It's about who you know when you got a relationship with God. That'll take care of a whole lot of problems. Girl said, tell him I know somebody. (laughs) I know somebody that can help heal him. Tell him, don't lose hope. There's a prophet in Israel who can happen and I'm telling you today don't lose hope because I know somebody that if you're down he'll lift you up that if you're sick he can make you whole that if you're at the back of the line he can shift you to the front of the line I know somebody who has a plan 
to prosper your life. Now, now, this is what blesses me about the girl. She gives him hope. She tells him, go down there to Israel. There's somebody down there that can help you. And see, when you're dealing with difficult times, God will place people in your life to help to give you some godly direction, to speak hope to you. That's why you're here this morning. I've come to tell you, you can't quit. Come on, I love this girl because in the text, come on, Naaman is in a hopeless situation. He's the walking dead. Come on here, and his disease is going to get progressively worse. But she says to him, expect a better day. This is not a death sentence. Oh, come on here. She told him it's not over. There's help for you. And I've come to tell you there is help for you. Come on here. Things are going to get better. There is help for you. I know it's rough right now. And you're seeing reports right now. But keep on thanking God. I know sometimes you feel like a fool. Sometimes you praise God. And you seem to go back to the doctor. And ain't nothing changed. But keep on trusting God. Do not throw away your hope. There is hope for you. Whenever you need a blessing. There is hope for you. God's house is a house of hope and I've come to tell you there is hope come on here don't don't let hell steal your kingdom hope come on here you don't have to give up you can go up you can stand up you can rise up because it's not by chance you connected to this house and this word your steps have been ordered not by chance that you have tuned in don't throw away your hope keep expecting God to do something big Keep expecting God to do something, I'm telling you, supernatural. I love the girl because she's, a, she's the star of the show. She sets everything in motion. But, but this is what gets me also about the girl, and this is my next one. Continue to honor God in your dealings. Continue to honor God in your dealings. Don't let your feelings guide your life. I love this girl in the text because uh, she understands uh, what we need to understand. God's got a plan to prosper your life. And amen, because God has a plan to prosper your life. This is what I want you to think about. Be honorable in your dealings. Now, Now, this is something here because... I'm wondering what's with her because now the text said she is a slave but ain't always been one she was minding her own business with her own family in her own land and this joker comes in and raids her territory separates her from her family takes her to be a slave in his house to work for his wife I see some of y'all bawling right now. He'd have been a dead man. If I would have known a cure, he wouldn't have heard. Come on, because some of y'all, you know, got that get him in you. You love the Lord, but I mean, you got that get him. You vengeful. Come on here. 
want God to deal with them, deal with them swiftly. But, but look at this girl because uh, sometimes you got to make a choice in what you're going to do in life, whether you're going to let life make you bitter or whether you're going to use it to make you better. You would think this girl would be bitter for all that she had been through. Yet look at this. She starts showing mercy to a man that caused all of this turmoil in her life. And this is what I'm telling you here. Don't let bad times make you bitter. Come on here. God can grant you grace to in the midst of bad times grow better. Come on here. I love the attitude of this girl because after all that she goes through, she responds maturely. She should have been angry by human standards. Come on here. This would have been a good time to get back at that joker. Come on here. But even though he had done her wrong, she was determined to do what was right. All right. She, re she points him towards the prophet, towards the covenant of God. Come on, she says to him, I know a man, I know a powerful, mighty God and a man of God who can help you. And, and I love this here because see, this is it here. Uh, at, at, at the end of the day, it was this girl that got the ball rolling. And see, this is it. Uh, it was the girl that caused Naaman to be able to go to the king and the king to be able to send Naaman to the king of Israel. This is it. Don't stop representing God because you're in a rough spot. When you can show kindness to folk that tried to kill you, that's another level. Come on. When you can bless folk who tried to break you, you know you're growing. When you can love your enemies, you almost doing a hundred. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Because some of y'all today, you just got to pray. Get them out your spirit. Come on here. I'm telling you, love them. Love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. I'm telling you what God has taught me. And I have, I'm, you know, all these folks on my church hurting all of that. I could tell y'all stuff I'm telling you about church. And God has taught me to love every one of them. And I have loved them so that it don't even hurt. Don't even hurt like it used to. Come on here. You can love some. I'm telling you what, that God will take you to another level. So this is it. Your greatest helper is in the Lord. Now, Naaman uh, goes to the king of Israel being sent by his king, the king of Syria. And he takes a letter to the king of Israel. Goes with all kinds of stuff. He takes his letter and he says in the letter, the king of Syria, that he says to the king of Israel, I'm sending Naaman my servant and I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Yes. And the king of Israel said, me? Heal him of who he think I am. I'm not God. Come on. This is something here. Because what I'm trying to show you here is if you're going to uh, follow the plan of God, you got to remember your greatest help is in him.
the plan that God has to prosper you you get to experience that when you understand that your greatest help is in him look at this he is the king of Israel he is the man in charge but not even the king of Israel could help to cure his leprosy come on here the king of Israel tears his garment. He's sorrowful. Come on here. And he says, I can't do this. You know what? He must be trying to start a fight with me. He knows that I can't do this. But the Bible says it got back to the prophet of God, Elisha. That the king had tore his clothes. Elisha sent a word to the king and said, what you tearing your clothes over there for? Send a man over here to me. Come on here. Come on. The, the thing, point is this. Send him to somebody connected to God. Send him. Come on here. Send him to God. Because you know what? There are times that the king can't do it. There are times that even the greatest of men can't do it. And what you need is going to come from God. I need somebody here to give God praise right there. Come on here. Leprosy is a severe illness and men cannot heal it. But God says bring it over here. Bring your situation to me. Bring your difficulty to me. Bring your challenge to me. Bring your circumstance to me. See how many of you understand? A touch from God can turn everything around. What men can't handle, God is able to hear. People might have failed you, but God wants to fix it for you. Somebody give him praise right there. God specializes in healing the worst cases. Sometimes people are quick to disappoint but faith in God can get you delivered. Somebody give him praise right there. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him honor. Somebody give him adoration. What men can't handle, God can. Somebody praise him right there. Some, and some of you are wondering why they didn't come through. Because God didn't allow them. God is setting you up for a God-did-it moment. Baby, when you come through this... Ain't no man gonna get the glory. Your testimony is gonna be God did it. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Yeah, there's high favor that's getting ready to hit your life and the fingerprints of God's getting ready to be all over it. Somebody give him praise right there. I'm prophesying to several of you because you've been praying to the Lord as you've been living honorably before the Lord and there's getting ready to be a high favor that hits your life. Come on here, somebody receive in the Holy Ghost right there. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive it. There's getting ready to be a high favor that hits your life and the handprints of God is about to be all over it. I'm getting ready to move on, but I just need somebody who needs high favor to hit your life to give God about 20 seconds of praise right there. Come on here. I need somebody real quick to put a praise on it right there. So this is it. God wants to do great things in your life for his glory. 
Come on here. The plan of God to prosper your life is for the glory of God. I need you to hear me as I come to the close here that the plan of God to prosper your life is for the glory of God. God wants to do great things in your life for his glory. Not so we can stick out our chest. Not so we can look down on somebody. Come on here. This is something here. Baby, I don't care. Hallelujah. Uh, what God does in your life, never look down on anybody else unless you're trying to help to stand them back up. Somebody hear what I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. Somebody look at this. God says, I want to do something great in your life. And God said, the reason that I'm going to do this for Naaman is so that he can know there is a prophet in Israel. In other words, I want him to know there's a real God over here. We are not worshiping idols. We are not worshiping some figment of our imagination. God is real. God is alive and well. And see, when I heal him, somebody will know that I am God. And this is what God said. Come on here. I want you to know I'm the true and living God. And when I heal you, when I deliver you, you'll go back and you'll testify that I'm the true and the living God. See, it's all for God's glory. God wants to show off in our lives so that he can get the glory, so that we can testify of his power. God is making you another testimony, baby. Somebody give him praise. God is causing your life to testify of his goodness. God is making you a kingdom billboard. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. God's making you kingdom proof so that he can be glorified. This is it here. Now, the next thing I want to say to you is that God's plan is not always going to match your preference. So, the king of Israel says, go up to the prophet's house. I can't help you, but he can. Naaman gets in his chariot, and it's a bad chariot too. <laughs> Latest model. Finest ride. Nicest horses pulling it. Stallions ain't no donkeys. Naaman comes riding up on his nice chariot loaded down with silver and gold. He has raiment and, and he rides up and uh, says, tell Elisha, Naaman's here. <laughs> you know how some of us do when we get under the wheel. sitting back in his chariot and waiting on the prophet to come outside and the door swings open and no Elijah no Elisha he sends his servant how you gonna send a servant to talk to a man of my stature come on he already offended servant comes out and says to him Elisha said for me to tell you go wash seven times in the Jordan. <laughs> now you insulted me. Come on, first you disrespected me and sent a slave to talk to a general. And now you got the audacity to tell me, big general, 
to go down to the muddy, nasty, dirty Jordan and dip. This is it here, because sometimes what God is going to ask of you won't match your preference. Come on. You, you know what the problem is here uh, uh, in the text with Naaman? Uh, Naaman hears what uh, Elisha says, and Elisha does not come out. And Naaman, after coming with his horses, he says here in verse 11, Behold, I thought. That's your problem right there. <laughs> Behold, I thought. Come on. <laughs> I got to just come back and deal with that in a separate sermon. Behold, I thought. Come on, because he had it all figured out how God was going to do it. He had already determined how God was going to make it happen. This is going to be a quick process because I'm a big man. And you know, God going to just let him come out. He said, I was thinking that he was going to come out of the house and, you know, bring his, you know, bring his little stuff out and speak a word over me. Say one of the mighty prayers. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, be healed thought he was going to lay hands on me you know sling a little oil on me put a little oil on the spot where I'm contaminated and he went away with an attitude see because let me tell you that sometimes pride will block your blessings Come on, even, even when God doesn't operate according to your preference, refuse to get into pride. This is it. So he, 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 he's a disturbed because he's trying to figure out and how he going to tell me to go down here in this nasty Jordan. All that algae and mess, mud, nasty fish biting at your ankles catfish nipping at you and he want me to go and dip seven times you know all the pretty water I passed getting here why would he pick the nastiest water out of all of them I got the Farpar River all the beautiful rivers of Damascus and he would want me to come down to Israel into the muddy yard Come on here. Because see, sometimes, you know, we are too cute. Come on here. And God wants you to give up that little cuteness sometime. And every now and then, give him something crazy. Give him something radical. Give him something out of the box. Do, do I have anybody in here? Sometimes they look at you and they don't know why you're hollering like you're hollering. Come on here. Sometimes, baby, I come through with a crazy praise. It might sound crazy to you, but it works. God has been known to use stuff that didn't make sense to people. 
to perform something mighty. It looked crazy for them to be walking around the Jericho wall. But baby, when they did what the Lord said, the wall fell flat. It looked crazy for Ezekiel to be out there in a valley full of dry bones telling them and preaching to them and prophesying to them. But when he obeyed God, the bones stood up like a mighty army. It looked crazy for Moses to take that stick and hold it over the waters. But when he obeyed God, I'm here to tell you, the waters begin to stand up. And they walked over on dry land. It looked kind of crazy. I'm here to tell you when Jesus told the blind man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. But when he went and washed, he came back with the sight. I dare somebody to look at your neighbor tell him it might sound crazy. But if God said it, it works for me. Lift your hands right there and give God a shout. A shout of praise. A shout of praise. A shout of praise. I dare you to give him a crazy praise right here. Now I'm getting ready to close here. I want somebody to grab your praise and give it to God right there. Come on here. Sometimes you gotta get a little radical. Sometimes you gotta get a little out of the box. Sometimes you gotta get a little unconventional. Sometimes you gotta do what other folk will not do. Do I have anybody in here that knows that God got a plan to prosper you? And baby, whatever he tells you to do, that's what you ought to obey. Come on here and give God a shout of praise right there. I tell you to give him glory. This is what I want to tell you here. The last thing I want to tell you, stay in the process until God finishes it. Stay in the process until God finishes it. This is what I love. When, when Naaman got mad, he went back and told his servants, they got some nerve. Do you know I went, took the chariot up there to Elisha's house and he didn't even come out. He didn't say no prayer. He just sent a servant out. And guess what he told me? Y'all won't believe what he told me, Naaman. He told me to go and wash seven times in the muddy Jordan. And if I wash, I would be clean. That's what he told me, but I can't do that. I said to myself, he must be crazy. Look at the Fafar River and all of the beautiful rivers of Damascus and if they got all of this why can't I just go in one of these clean rivers and get myself if water is making me clean then why can't I dip in the water of my choice cause baby it ain't the water it's the obedience y'all ain't said nothing here see sometimes you looking at the wrong thing come on here the point is obedience your blessing is tied to your obedience. Lift your hands right there and give God a shout of praise. I hear the servant saying, calm down, Father. They say to him, if he had asked you to do something hard, you would have done that, wouldn't you? Come on here, because you're the big man. He just asked you to go down there and dip seven times in the money Jordan. And when they told him that, 
man. He humbled himself. Because if you want to get what God has, you've got to humble yourself. This is what I'm telling you. He went down to the muddy Jordan and he dipped himself in the muddy Jordan. He dipped one time and he was still a leper. He dipped two times and he was still a leper. He dipped three times and leprosy was still there. Four and five times and he was still a leper. He dipped the sixth time. Leprosy was still on him. But this is what I want to tell you here. You've got to stick with the process. It may not happen overnight but obey God. Listen to what I'm telling you. God has a plan to prosper your life. This is what I want you to do. I want you to look at somebody. Tell them stick with the process. Even when you can't see the proof. Lord have mercy. I said stick with the process. Even when you can't see the proof that it's working. Stick with the process. Even when it looks like ain't nothing turning. Ain't nothing changing. If God said get up and pray 5 a.m. And I'm going to do it for you. Get up and keep praying. Pray when it looks like the problem ain't turning. Baby, you've got to learn how to stay in the process when you can't see the proof. I need a praise. I'm done right there. Somebody better grab that because that's your word right there. Baby, you in the process, but you ain't seen the proof. But I tell you to look at three people and prophesy. The proof is coming. If you be faithful to the process, the proof is just around the corner. The proof is about to hit your life. The proof is about to show up at your address. The proof is about to manifest in your body. The proof is about to show up in your house. The proof is about to amen, show up in your finance. I need a praiser here. Somebody start praising and praising the proof. Praising the proof. Somebody grab your praise right there and praising the proof. Come on here. I need a quick praiser right there. Come on, you ain't got to wait on nothing. You don't need a music to praise him. Lift your hands right there. Open your mouth and praise in the proof. Come on here. I need about 25 of you that got a praise on your lips to praise in the proof. The Lord said prophesy to the people. Tell them that the proof is coming. The proof is about to hit. You stuck with the process. You kept on praying. You kept on crying. You kept on laboring. And God said to tell you, the proof is coming. You ministered with a little bit of God. Somebody tell it. Thank you. Because the proof is coming. The proof of expansion. The proof of increase. The proof of healing. The proof of abundance is about to hit your house. Somebody praise God for the proof. I need about 25 that'll put a praise right there. This is a real good opportunity to give God praise. If you can praise him right now in this atmosphere, I'm here to tell you that the proof 
God, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. Come on here. I need somebody to praise him right there. I need somebody to pray. Where the radical folk at in here that says I'm going to praise him because the proof is coming. Oh, come on here. I've been going back to the doctor and the same thing has been reported. But I'm going to keep being faithful. I'm going to keep giving my praise. I'm going to keep lifting up God and the proof is coming. Lift your hand. He dipped one time. He dipped two times. And the proof didn't seem to be there. He dipped three times. And four times. And five times. And six times. And the proof was not there. Oh, but on the seventh time, when he went down in the water, he came up. And his skin was like the skin of a little child. God made it right. God made it right. I prophesy. If you keep on dipping, the proof is coming. God said to prophesy to the people right there that the proof is coming. Somebody put a praise on it right there. I need somebody that got a real praise. I need, where, where are the folk at that got a real praise? I want us to do something radical in here. Come on here. Who's got a real praise? I dare you to put it right there. Anybody in here got a dance? Anybody got a dance? Why you ain't got no music? Do you have a dance? Where you dancing? Where you praising? Cause the proof, Lord have mercy, the proof is about to come. Lift your hands right there. I need about 10 that would give God a real praise. I need about two dancers that'll make your own music real quick and just start giving God praise cause the proof is coming. Can I get two dancers that'll hit the, oh, hit right here. About two that'll just come and act like you got a melody. Act like you got some music and just praise God cause proof is coming. Proof is hitting Philippi. Proof is hitting contending. Proof is hitting all around us. Proof is hitting your house. God said praise me because the proof ah, is on the way. Ooh. Somebody bless him. Somebody bless him. Somebody bless him. This praise right here is for the proof, the proof, the proof, the proof, the proof that your prayer has been heard, the proof that God can answer, the proof that God can hear, the proof that God can work a miracle. Baby, I've come to tell you, it's almost your seventh time. God's going to make it whole. God's going to make it complete. God's going to fill it. God's going to finish it. He's going to do it thoroughly. He's going to do it perfectly. He's going to do it. Absolutely. The proof. I prophesied that the proof is about to hit your house. 
you've been up praying some of y'all been reading some of y'all been doing what the Lord has instructed you to do in this hour and he said tell them the proof because you didn't quit the process the proof stay in the process even when you don't see the proof because the proof is coming I declare a supernatural manifestation for those who have obeyed God and I declare unto you by the spirit of the Lord that God has a plan to prosper your life and the proof is about to manifest We ain't encouraged nobody in a long time, but I dare you to just find a few people and you don't have to touch them, but simply tell them the proof is coming. Tell them it's coming to your house. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I ain't no lying prophet. I said the, the proof. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The proof, the Lord said, the proof. The proof. The doctor gonna know it. Your family gonna know it. Everybody around you gonna know it. Cause the proof is coming. You've sown in tears, but you shall reap in joy. Receive the word of the Lord. Receive the word of the Lord. Receive the word of the Lord. And when they heard it, they mixed it with faith. is coming because you wouldn't back up on the process because you kept praying because you're still going because you're still obeying because you're still doing what I told you to do You're getting ready to enter into your seventh time. And God's going to complete it for you. You just one dip away. The proof is coming. God made his skin just like that of a little child. Gave him a complete restoration. And the leprosy that had come against him, God canceled it. Hallelujah. 
Stop trying to explain yourself. The proof is on the way. Some of them ain't going to believe it no way until they see the proof. If there be one that doesn't know the Lord today, I'm here to tell you he'll save you. God, I feel something so heavy in here. I'm talking about the anointing heavy.